Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome to the ACN podcast, the official podcast of the Australian College of Nursing. This has been an episode I've been looking forward to releasing for quite a few months. It's been formally approved through all the correct channels and it's fitting that this is going to be released not too long before Anzac Day. Today's guest is Major Kylie Hassey. Many of you will have heard that name before as Major Hassey has been a very active member of the Australian College of Nursing community, most recently being a participant of ACN's Mid-Career Nurse Leadership Program. Major Hassey is a nursing officer within the Australian Army. She has over 12 years' experience, including two operational deployments to the Middle East, and has been awarded a Distinguished Service Medal for Outstanding Leadership and Dedication to Duty. Now, over the last few years, as I've been sponsored through university and through placement years by Army, I've been asked many times uh, what a role of a nurse in the military is. And I can fully understand where these questions are coming from, as military nursing is not a profession that is very publicized. There's not a lot of information out there about the role of a nurse within the military. And that is hopefully what today's episode is going to help shine a little bit of more light of what nursing officers in the military do. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that today's episode is very army focused, and that's because Major Hassey is a army nursing officer. And there'll be episodes released later this year where I interview and have a chat with nursing officers from Navy and Air Force. Uh, but today, Major Hassey starts by defining the role of a military officer, a military nursing officer. Uh, Major Hassey has recently come off a posting as a careers advisor, so it's fitting that Major Hassey does an excellent job of talking about some of the diverse range of careers that military nurses can find themselves in. And she does a great job of breaking down some of the challenges that nurses in the military can face. I hope uh, you enjoy today's episode. Um, I, I love my new role as a nursing officer in defence and I uh, hope I do my fellow nursing officers proud through this interview. So if you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to send them through to ben.jenkins at acn.edu.au. Otherwise, please enjoy today's episode with Major Kylie Hassey. Good morning, Major Hassey, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you going? Good, thank you. Now, Major Hassey, you've had an expansive career as a nursing officer within the Australian Army, including multiple overseas deployments. And something that you're currently working on is defining the role of the military nurse and really highlighting the capabilities that nursing officers provide within defence. Major Hassey, to start the episode today, could you please provide a, a definition of the role of a nursing officer? So, as you said, this is a bit of a work in progress still, but um, I guess the need for nursing is universal and the military is no different. So we essentially provide a principle-based nursing effect within a military context. Um, a military nurse plans, produces and leads health effects in a multi-domain military environment. They deliver expert clinical care in a context of the military environment through a wide scope of practice, which is readily adaptable between the clinical, tactical operational and strategic environments. So we, in essence, have a breadth of knowledge that we adapt our nursing practices to um, to ensure that it can fit into an austere and um, resource-constrained environment. So, yeah, it's something we're still refining and the definition itself for military nursing is something that, like, in terms of having a look through um, the literature, it, it doesn't really exist I couldn't find any one army that actually had anything that purely defined military nursing as such, which is why um, we've seen it as something that we need to take on um, and get out there. So I know um, 
through the work that we're doing with the head of core. Um, this will be something that soon will hopefully be well known and delivered throughout. So, Fantastic. I think the most common question that, that I receive from day to day uh, as I'm about to start my own full-time service as a nursing officer is what is it that I'll be actually doing day to day? Like what is my actual job and what does it involve? And I understand that there are multiple factors that will dictate exactly what I'll be doing, but would you be able to provide an outline of some of these factors and provide an example of what a typical day as a nursing officer in the Australian Army may look like? So that is a really hard question. <laughs> we have so many varied roles and it really depends on the role that you're in. Um, and it can also change on a day-to-day -day basis. So the role that you're in today might not necessarily be the role or the focus of what you're doing the next day. So you can move into doing um, in some of our main health units. So the first close health battalion and the second general health battalion. Um, so the close health delivers the effect to uh, in the close environment, so in that very tactical environment in small teams. Um, so you're generally training towards um, maintaining that capability. So as a nurse in the military, you're not only responsible for yourself and your own clinical training, but you're also responsible for the medics. So you could be training your medics. You could also be delivering first aid training to um, the soldiers that you're going to be working with. So there's a great teaching role that we have um, in Army. Or you could be out on exercise supporting them and making sure the ongoing health of the soldier is maintained or in an extreme case providing a resuscitative effect to enable evacuation. With our general health battalion positions, they're a bit more, I guess, hospital-focused and a bit more they're, they're bigger. So they're looking at providing a general effect to a larger sort of dependency um, or you could be working in joint health command so joint health command I guess the civilian equivalent is like a big G GP super clinic um, that role can see you doing lots of patient contact for consults um, in what we call sick parade so that's where we look at someone who is unwell and what you would normally present to a GP um, where a soldier can come in and we almost do like a triage slash treatment um, within your scope uh, instead of the GP and see that individual or you could actually be running the health centre itself. Um, then we obviously have roles in management, other roles in management, um, governance, health planning, capability development. So looking at all the different sort of capability that we have in terms of the health that we deliver, um, making sure that it's up to date and best practice. Um, and then obviously, like I said, teaching roles. So we have also direct teaching roles. So on a day-to-day -day basis, you could be down at the Army School of Health um, and like you did um, the ADF Extended Practice Nursing course, mm. you could be, you know, teaching on a day-to-day -day basis uh, all of our new nurses that enter into Army. Or you could be up and doing a strategic policy role in the Directorate of Army Health. So there's lots of different things. Oh, what a diversity <laughs> that you could be doing. So I, I think I find it very hard, but it's definitely not, um, it's not hospital-based. Mm. So that is a very big change that I see that, um, and you will also sort of go through this transition as you t um, come into the military of you've, you've done 
your normal shifts where you come in and you, you know, whether you do a care plan or however you start your day and then you look after your patient load. Whereas here, your patient load might not be anything for that particular day, but you might be actually doing something that will contribute to patient care or the delivery of patient care, if that makes sense. Mm. And it seems that every few years as well, with, with the diversity that you've described, is that you're always moving from, from job to job every couple of years as well. You're posted to new locations and to new positions. So yeah. it always seems as if you're learning new skills, you're able to apply the skills that you have as a registered nurse into multiple different areas as well. Yeah, and, uh, that's and as the dynamic nature yeah. of being a military nurse and that's probably <laughs> in essence a word that does capture and define military nurses. It's probably dynamic because the individual needs to be dynamic, your scope of practice needs to be dynamic and you you need to be able to sort of just place yourself into a situation and assess it and take it from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, you, when you mentioned this as well, that there's also overseas deployments, you can be working as an instructor, you can be working in leadership and command positions, that, that there is such a, such a variety which I think is so appealing to, to nursing officers within defence as well. What sort of career sort of structure do nursing officers often go through? Or is there a typical way that a nurse's career progresses or is it I'm not too so sure? There's, there is the typical way. So generally you'll come in and you'll go to the close or the general where you'll consolidate. and we can. So you've done your consolidation as a graduate nurse um, and then we consolidate you as a military nurse, so where you learn about the organisation and understand the system that you're working in, which is very important um, in how you're going to deliver your healthcare. And then you transition through those, the first and second um, health battalions and you can decide to go at that next level and almost jump out of that very clinically focused sort of role to more of a strategic role so or what we call a headquarters role so you can step into the planning and start looking at that next level in terms of what sort of capability do we need to deliver you know when we've got a infantry battalion out there doing um, infantry minor tactics what sort of health do they need and what sort of support so you can sort of go into that or you could become a deep specialist and really decide that you're going to just do, you know, either perioperative, ICU or emergency and you're going to stay down that very heavy clinical pathway, which although you still need to have a broader understanding of how, you know, you're going to input into that system um, from a health planning point of view, um, your focus still remains clinical. So we as um, army nurses go off and do clinical sort of currency training within the civilian hospitals. So we obviously can't get all the experiences that we want within Army because we don't have a working ICU at all, working theatre or a working emergency in the traditional sense, um, unless it's operationally, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go out and do that. So that sort of complements our military aspects. Or you could do- go down a very management heavy pathway so where you're looking to go down the command leadership um, management and that would be a similar pathway to what our nurse unit managers and you know the dons and such sort of would follow so it can all kind of be 
assimilated to what you would do in career pathways um, civilianly. So, you know, educational, clinical and management. Um, so all capabilities. So, you know, and hoping to in the future also expand that to our research. Mm. Um, so working in that clinical governance policy in you know, applying research to making sure that we um, apply best practice in a military context. And then as nursing officers, whether in Army, Navy or Air Force, you can serve in a full-time or as a reserve. Would you be able to outline the differences between full-time and reserve and some of the benefits that each bring? Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the day, I guess the fundamental of being a nursing officer remains the same. We all have the same core training um, in the military context. It just sort of depends which, whether you're a direct entry um, and serving full-time or whether you're a reservist to how that's sort of then applied in the military. So you can have a reserve nurse that sometimes uses the military environment, I guess, to enhance their current learning and experience. Um, or you can have a full-time nurse that's, you know, a military specialist and we then use our clinical um, exposure um, to enhance our clinical specialty in those ICU ED areas. Our reservists traditionally work on a Tuesday night. Um, that's becoming not the actual norm um, mm. These days, so you could potentially be attached to a full-time unit where you parade at certain times with the unit, depending on what's going on, um, so that we can both enhance, I guess, both people's skills. So the reserve nurse could bring the skills that they get on a day-to-day -day basis working in their day job, whatever that may be, um, to enhance some of our nurses and vice versa. So I think it's... Um, probably a it's an interesting dynamic uh, yeah. between the reservists and the full-time but something that's fully complementary in the health sphere um, and I don't think you can probably have one without the other. Nice. Yeah. How have you found the differences between working uh, within Australia and, and working within your job and, and then going over to seas and working in your role as a nursing officer in your case within Iraq and Afghanistan? Um, I guess on a day-to-day -day basis, we, as a full-time nurse, my job is to train for that end state, which is potentially going to a warlock environment. When you are over there, it's, I guess, the difference between working in a civilian hospital and working in an operational hospital or an operational health context is you just kind of have some different factors that you can't, you are constantly thinking of, you know, resources become something that you're mindful of and how many resources you're using because sometimes you're not only the nurse that's delivering the, you know, forward-facing patient care, but you're also responsible for making sure that, you know, all of the health equipment and all of the health consumables are kept up to date and making sure that they're effective and maintained and that we have enough of it. So I find that working in a hospital back here or working operationally that there's probably just a lot more things going through my mind than I'm in a shift. My job is to look after patients within um, emergency versus being overseas and my job is to look after patients 
not only, you know, in emergency, but also what sort of preventative health measures have have we put in place to ensure that we don't have anyone, you know, get gastro and things like that. So we're looking at a whole continuum to make sure that everyone continues to, you know, so we continue to have force preservation across the operational context. For sure. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of training that, you, that you'll that you do in order to prepare for that as well. And even as nursing officers, there's quite a lot of training that, that you go through already. I've, I've done two of my initial courses and, and yeah. coming from working in, in ICU and working in ED, and, I'm, and here is a course a few weeks ago where I'm learning all about primary primary healthcare. So you're just adding all of these different tools to your tool belt in order to just to keep improving and have that diversity as well. So um, yeah. I, I found that incredible, and there must be so much more training that we, that nursing officers receive in their career as well. Yeah, there's other there's a, a variation of different courses that we can do like upon that. Um, we tend to try and use some of our civilian courses as well, um, but we also do complementary training with some of our um, international forces. Um, so going over and potentially doing a course in the US or another nation coming here and we deliver training together so that, you know, both of us are receiving the benefits of, you know, their experience in, in a war like setting in our experience in a warlike setting so I've, I've you're forever learning and like I said if there's one word that I could use it's dynamic and next year uh, is going to be a significant year for our profession with the World Health Organization naming uh, the year 2020 as the year of the nurse and the year of midwife in your opinion how important is it for military nurses to be represented on the national stage well I think it's highly important and I think we have a lot of um, history and traditions as military nurses throughout, and I think that it would be remiss if we didn't recognise some of the routes in which nursing has advanced and grown. So, you know, throughout World War One and World War Two, all the advancement in healthcare that was um, not only done in a medical sense, but also in a nursing sense that ha- we have adapted and grown and utilised today. So. I think from the roots of it, um, we as military nurses contribute a lot um, and also ongoing into the future that, you know, the, the need for nursing is universal. It doesn't matter to which context you practice. We are all nurses and we all make up that definition of nursing. Um, so I think it's important to include everyone and be represented. So, so, again, I just want to thank you so much for your time today, Major Hassi. Is there anything else that you would like to add about nursing officers in the Australian Defence Force? Uh, no, I think we've captured a lot. I just, I, I guess it's just that, you know, I really love my career in nursing. I love, you know, the dynamic involved and I love the lifestyle. It's, it's different. Some days, you know, it's almost like a nine-to-five Monday-to-Friday job, which is different to the shift-working that you can often do as a nurse. But I love that we are constantly changing the environment in which we're practised and kind of always keeps me on my toes and making sure that I'm always looking for ways to improve my practice. And it's definitely something, military nursing is definitely something where it's um, uh, it's just, I guess, the art of being comfortable in the uncomfortable 
Beautiful. I think it's a perfect place to finish off. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Ben.